everyone, do you know that 2023 was last year? Yeah, it's just happened, it's over, it's done with. Now we can talk about it. If we, we're just trying to squeeze out as much from 2023 as we can, basically. We, and this isn't even going to be the last thing we're doing. We've still got the Bobbins Awards to cover. But this is the time of year when people on the internet talk about what's happened in the last 12 months to produce content. That's right. That's what we're doing today. So this is going to be a review of 2023. We're going to do our best to avoid speculating about next year because <laughs> there has been a bit of Corrie news this week that might affect the future of the show. I don't know. That's to come in a future podcast. But yeah, we're looking back at 2023. Um, and I'm going to go kind of right off the bat. Oh, no, I'm not actually. No, oh, what? I'm going to backtrack a little I'm bit. I'm so confused. I, I, you know, I'm, if, 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 I, I want to stay, I want to be as really positive where we can about 2023. I think we're all going to agree that Corrie isn't in the most sterling platinum position as it's ever been. But I think let's look at the positives, see what we liked about it. Um, Are you happy to go down this kind of route? We'll definitely talk about bits that we didn't like. But I think if we were, you know, if if some other more less charitable people might talk about a year in review of 2023, they might not want to talk about any good things about him. I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was an all right year for modern Corrie. You always do this though. You always want to start off with the good and then you go to the bad. No, I want to put off the people that are just tuning into us Why? to go, oh, I want to hear someone else no, slag off Coronation Street because that's the thing so that everyone's what? doing at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a bit of that. That's fine. But um, I just keep, just keep I think, do you not think it's better to start negative and work your way to positive? I think it's just like, Let's go up and down and then people won't know what's coming next round the corner. Oh. Uh, I, I Honestly, I thought it was an okay year. I felt that, you know, because we score our episodes, or score the weeks after every year, the end of every street talk. And there was definitely a good old chunk of time where I was going three and a half as in, it's all right for a week. I don't think that there were too many really low scores. There definitely, I would say, weren't as many fours, four and a halfs out of fives as I wanted. But it was a relatively solid year with... There weren't there weren't too many stories in there that I would say were duds, really. There were some that were jolly good. So, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Yes, you are. No, no you can you say. Said you got to save everything to the end. <laughs> no, you can. My overwhelming <laughs> recollection of 2023 is going to be tainted by Christmas, where I gave it probably the lowest score I've given it all year. Yeah, Christmas wasn't the best ending for us. And, and it's just, you know, it's just what we didn't particularly enjoy about it with the um, with Peter's episode where well, he I left not being the best. I very good reasons why yeah, yeah, okay. well, didn't work. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. But on, on, on the whole, as I say, 2022 is quite good. It's feeling like, you know, Corrie is in a bit of a, you know, it's a standard, it felt like an Ian McLeod kind of year, didn't it? You know, it had some of the big hitters, it had a few stunty bits, it had people crying all the time, it had, it had affairs, it, it had... A, a dramatic um, editing experimentation. Um, it didn't feel like a breakaway for the positive or the negative for me particularly. Um, I mean, I suppose, I suppose if we're thinking about something that made twenty twenty three stand out as being particularly special compared to previous years, um, precinct 
Yeah, yep, that was yep. that was a 2023 place to I be. I really can't believe that was this year. I know. Well, it start, It was about a year ago that it first appeared, wasn't it? It was January 2023 yeah, that it first true. appeared on screen after we'd seen the building of it. Um, I am, on the whole, pretty pleased with how the precinct's been handled. Everybody who listens to the podcast knows that I'm a big advocate for getting away from the street and putting this precinct in there is just one other way that they don't have to leave Media City. Um, but I, I think that they've done an all right job with the precinct that's not felt overused yet I don't know what do you think I don't think it's overused I think it's it's slightly confusing as to where it's supposed to be I'm not particularly fussed about that I mean wherever okay but I mean what about the use of it though like you you're not feeling bored when it comes on already or no I'm kind of thinking with any new set extension like this like they had with Victoria Street whenever that was five years ago I don't know when it first comes onto the screen, it's like, ooh, how exciting, it's the new place. And then eventually it gets into the stage like, oh, I'm not as excited about this anymore. I've seen all the different things that you can do with the precinct, or precinct or so, I think. It stops, stops showing the precinct all the time, and then it becomes the norm. I think, I think we had that with the Victoria Street. Um, I don't feel that that's anything special now. It's just part of the Coronation Street set. And I think I'm not quite at that stage in the precinct. It's like it's the new place. I'm not quite used to it yet, but I don't. I don't get as excited about seeing it anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you think it's necessary? I mean, to have a place like that. Other things that have happened in the precinct could they have not happened at Victoria Street? Are you glad that they've just got a new set? I'm surprised that they they've. They didn't take the opportunity to make it an open space because they've got that, um, the the playground in the middle. Yeah. I think it would have been better if it wasn't a playground, if it was just a bit more of an open space. Why? Um, because there's not really anywhere like that, is there? There's guard, the guard, the, the you know, there's the, the street itself, mm. you know, Victoria Street, Coronation Street, etc. Yeah. There's no big area to sort of just people to hang around in or... Yeah, the original plans for the precinct did have it as an open area, didn't it? That though the play park on there, at least from what we could tell from the Trafford um, website, was was a later addition. Do you think they put that in there because they're gonna they're planning some big future storyline for the quads? <laughs> Maybe fall off the slide or something. It feels like I don't think there is a slide, is there? Is there a slide? I thought there is a slide. Well, it like, feels to me like <clears throat> the 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 play it's all being used fairly equally i wouldn't say that the play park is not being used it seems to be the, the hangout that. place for max and sabrina that. and gav no no i know um but the, i think the thing with the precinct for me so far one of the things is there's not been the big memorable precinct scene yet has there is in they haven't set it on fire or... I mean, suppose oh, yeah, the, they need to set it on fire. I suppose the closest thing that's happened to a big stunt at the precinct is that time when Eliza got hit by Mason yeah. driving the car. But someone's kind of waiting gonna, for someone to go over the edge. Yeah, or, someone's got to ju- fall over the edge and die, even though you wouldn't really. Would yeah. You? Well, I don't know. I'm sure that um, sure that Billy could survive it, at least. He's done a cliff. There's lots of nice, lurkable alleyways. Nice. Yeah, I do like the Scallies Alley that they've got in there. Um, I, what they don't have, though, and I think is a real shame that they're still missing out on, is any interiors for any of the shops. We've got some of the... Oh, some of the... Um, flats. The flats. So we've got... Um, I can't I lose track of who's living... Lauren's still living in a flat there, isn't she? 
and, mm-hmm. and that's the one that, that Cassie had been in for a bit. I think yeah. Ardy's still maybe living in the flat there that he moved in with Courtney. Um, so that's cool. I do like a new home set. Whether the other ones will get, um, you know, other the other residents or characters will live in there, I don't know. That's nice, but it feels it's just a little bit fake because of all the the, the the closed windows and nobody ever goes inside. And I'd like to be able to feel that I could step into those buildings and get a chance to see what was inside. Step into Christmas, let's join no. together. <laughs> Even like the charity shop or something. It's been a bit like... Um, Roy's flat for me, where it's been talked about an awful lot. There's been a there's been a good amount of Roy and an Evelyn in this year's Corey, haven't there? But it's all been set in the cafe. I don't know whether we've seen Roy's flat all year, and it's just felt a bit like they're coming up with excuses not to go up there. And that's the same with the charity shop. There's all these racks of clothes outside if they need it, and I'd I'd hope that next year they'll. I don't I don't know how set budgets and everything work on the show. It'd be nice to see a little bit more inside. It's early days. Yeah. You seem like you have not much to say yeah. about the precinct. For me, it's the biggest thing. Um, story-wise, okay, story-wise. I wouldn't know how to get a word in edgeways at the moment. No, you, you just interrupt me. Just say, oi, People would me off for that. <laughs> um, story-wise, we said that 2022 didn't have much of a big story. We were kind of waiting, and the closest thing that there was was Abby Toya Imran, but there were lots of little mini stories, nothing to compare to, say, the attack on Nina or um, Yasmin's coercive control. How did you feel that 2023 compared there? There were some good big stories that I think worked really well. I'm, I think, actually, for once, I like most of them. That's the what big I ones. think as well. You know, the main three were MND, Stephen and... Uh, what's the other one? Um, Daisy. <laughs> yes. Acid. I think it felt like um, Coronation Street wanted the acid attack to be the main talking point story this year. It was really kind of, it had a pivotal episode, when was it March when the attack took place? And they obviously put Daisy into the forefront of the show throughout the whole year. Yeah, and they, they made a big deal about it being an issue storyline because they had Princess Anne trotted along, didn't she, to... To yeah. represent the acid attack survivors charity and that story talk is, to people. Yeah, that story is also story getting put ahead, uh, putting up for the awards, isn't it? And I think Coronation Street, all the soaps, kind of say to the awards givers, "How about you nominate these cast and members this year?" From the perspective of grabbing eyes, you could do a lot worse than Charlotte Jordan. <laughs> very, very true. Um, well, and and Ryan Prescott. But if you're going to talk about what is what should soaps be about? I'm going to say MND is the is the story that to me sh- represents what modern soaps should focus on. It's a story about something that real that happens to people. Mm-hmm. It's a story that affects. Um, it's very emotionally affecting. Um, it doesn't feel like I'm being. I'm having something forced down my throat. As far as what should I think about this? Right. Um, it's raising awareness of something without making me feel as though I'm being taught something, you know. I- I've yeah. learned loads <clears throat> of things about MND and I've really empathised with Paul and Billy's situation. I've not felt at all preached at. Yeah, preached. It's not <laughs> preachy. And, um, you know, I'm going to contrast it to the acid attack storyline, which completely lost focus after the attack happened. It was a storyline about stalking and about you know, acid attacks. And 
after that happened, it's like, forget that. Now we're having an affair storyline. Anyone could have an affair on Coronation Street with, for any reason at all. And to use this as a vehicle to propel it into a weird love triangle. Well, it wasn't just felt that. Like a it was a waste of time. It was love triangle. It was online videos. It was steroid addiction. They threw it, everything they could at it. Yeah. And they really... Nothing stuck, I don't think. Well, They've the, wasted so many opportunities to make those really key parts of like really key storylines in their own right it's not fair to to use the um you know the the issue of you know acid attacks no yeah acid attack survivors or being um an online sex worker i don't feel like those should be a subplot of something else Mm. those should be the main thing that happens to a character in a year not like a list of things that you can rattle off that happened to one person in the space of six months yeah i i it did feel like there was like oh how should we extend it next what if it's like throw the dart at the dartboard maybe they 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 logically constructed the storyline so that it didn't really feel out of place that this 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 no i agree with that but when you look at the difference between the MND storyline and the issues that arose around that versus the acid attack storyline and what came out of that, it just feels a lot more natural, the MND stuff. You've got Shelley's, um, you know, it's the support group. You've got Shelley, you've got the um, assistants, you've got the book, you've got Paul um, having to deal with when do I tell my family? You had him getting married. You you know, a gay wedding on Coronation Street, that's something we've been after for, for ages. Yeah. It came out of this storyline and it wasn't, it didn't feel like, now we're going to derail the M&D storyline to talk to you about gay marriage. No, it all naturally bloomed from that one central point and I would say in a that, way that, that the acid attack storyline hasn't done. Yeah, and I would say that the, what happened with Billy and his uh, fight against the church, or you know, his, his great speech that he made on the radio against the church, that all felt like a natural progression. It wasn't... This, I, it I would say that, take everything to a screaming halt no. so that they could then talk about something else. No, I would say the one thing in this MND storyline that I would say they probably could have done without is Bernie and the laptops. Oh, she's still in jail. I, she is still in I'm jail. In prison. prison, yeah. She's going to be there for another month or two. It's not. Yeah, it didn't was, feel like that was necessarily needed, and maybe it was put there the for. Yeah, maybe it's put there for, oh no, Bernie's not going to be there at Christmas. But at the end of the day, it was it was so what? We didn't see lots of people really missing Bernie at Christmas. She got a flipping Zoom call for heaven's if sake. If they thought that that was going to be a pivotal tear-jerking moment on Christmas Day, they missed a trick with Wearing me. Wearing a manger. Because, it, you know, on paper, that should have worked really well. I like all those characters. I think that Jane Hazelgrove is fantastic. Oh, she's brilliant. Especially as Bernie, she brings such a warmth and um, honesty to that character that I really don't think anyone else could have done. But even with all that, knowing, knowing, and you know, Paul's going to die, it's going to be his last Christmas, Gemma, you know, separate, etc, etc. It still didn't move me at all to see them singing away in a manger. It just kind of annoyed me, <laughs> to be honest. Because it just felt like a... It felt a bit cheap. I and thought, it's not really that's not really fair to any of the characters. I thought that Bernie was used really well with the whole spirituality, crystals versus Christ sort of angle oh, of it. Oh, who would win? <laughs> you know? You, yeah, yeah. And, and Paul's believe about what should come next. I've kind of, they've maybe stumbled the landing a little bit with it, with him saying, oh, I go to church now, but having nothing about it since that bathroom scene, which was one of my favourite favorite oh, yeah, yeah. scenes of the year. Um, the, other, the other thing about it also is it seems quite um, unusual to me for Coronation Street or any kind of 
British television show in this current era is that it did feel like a bit like it landed on the side of religion, which I certainly never would have expected it to to, to go yeah, to. Yeah, that's very at the end true. Of it, Bernie's like, Crystal's a load of more crap, actually. <laughs> I'm just trying to, con- trying to distract myself from... Yeah, well, we've talked before about how Coronation Street often depicts Christians as the religious nutjob character, unless well, then, you're Emily Bishop. There's never anything good to say about... They're either hypocrites or... Yeah, types. exactly, and I, and I don't think it's it's ended that way. I mean, we've got Dee Dee has decided, well, not decided. We've it's been revealed that she's uh, got a faith as well, which is lovely. But they just haven't really done much with it, and I'm looking to see whether they can keep the character stuff going there because really this story has that. been a lot about the characters. I've certainly in, learned to. Uh, I, 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 I said before, I mean, I've, I've Paul Convert this year, I started off the year really not that fan of Do Good and Paul, but he's one of my favourites at the moment. Dee Dee's coming to her own in this story, we've seen some great stuff with David. Billy's been an interesting character in that he's not always done the right thing in response to Paul's needs, which is probably very natural. Yeah. And, 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 and there's just been some really lovely scenes in this story that haven't been too over the top. And of course, we do love the over the top stuff. We've still got the Stephen story to talk about. But the, the skinny dipping scene, Shelley's funeral, the bathroom scene, I'll say again, Billy on the radio, Gemma's wedding was part of this when, when Paul announces. There was just that, that to me felt kind of really. Um, memorable and um what what soaps are about it's about the family it's about the characters and a really tender exploration of a gay couple yeah and their their relationship in a romantic way which is still somewhat controversial with some people Mm. but it was really nice to see them um develop and grow you know we talk a lot about coronation street and how they don't like to talk about characters in relationships until they're going to break them up this is where Paul and Billy are heading because uh, Paul's going to die. Yeah. So there's no, there's not a long-term future for them as a couple. <laughs> but what a fantastic job they've done of making them feel like a real fleshed-out... Yeah, we've had so many more home couple. scenes with them, haven't we, compared to other other couples, other families. They do, they feel much more like real people now, as much as you can, given the time constraints of three yeah, hours a week. Mm. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, this this acid attack storyline has still had its high points. I mean, the the actual acid attack episode, I would probably say, was my favourite whole episode of the year, apart from the the hokey dream sequence that it started off with. The the the, the, the however long it was, five minutes, six, seven minutes from Justin throwing the acid down to. Um, Daisy on the floor, taking Ryan up to the bathroom, Abby coming in to save the day. I was on the edge of my seat. My heart was in my mouth for that bit. Then having, I think, I don't know whether it was that episode or not. I can't remember when Daisy was speaking to Jess, the policeman. I think it was maybe a bit late. Yeah, Jess, police officer. Police lady. Police lady, Jess. Maybe that was a different episode. I can't remember. But the stuff at the hospital was in the same episode where she tricks uh, Justin into going into the car. I kind of left that episode just exhausted with how much I had to invest into it. There was so much going on. I think that everyone involved in that particular episode should be giving themselves a pat on the back. Not that people haven't done so already. Um, it's but yeah, they it just didn't it didn't follow on the way that I wanted it to after that. And it has done a bit of a number on the character of Daisy, hasn't it? There was so much sympathy for her at the beginning of the year. I mean, Daisy Charlotte Jordan, one of the most 
popular, charismatic, uh, rising new stars of Coronation Street. Everybody loved her at the beginning of the year, and lots of people still do. Um, but yeah. she, the character has got a lot of work to get back into the favour of the, the, the lapsed fans because she's made some fairly poor choices this well, year, this hasn't she? this isn't really anything new for the character of Daisy because she came in with a, you know, under a bit of a cloud. Yeah. And it was she's had her highs and lows. To do with Ryan as well. She's got very poor judgment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of Ryan, this has been the year of Ryan, hasn't it? I again I just think it's hilarious how at the beginning of the year we were saying this character, why did they not do anything with him? I think that he's great. I've always championed Ryan Prescott on the programme. Uh, more so maybe because of the comedy that he brought, which we haven't seen as much of this not year. As but funny, is he? he has had a glass of acid in the face, so I'll let him off. Um he's once again proven to me that he is a really solid actor and just and a good I, character and, yeah and a good, actually good character I think to be honest you could give a big big story to most of the characters on Coronation Street and they would do a good job with it and I'm just I'm really pleased that Ryan got his chance um, and hopefully it's not going to be you know once the storyline's out of the way he'll disappear into the background for another few years but well, ultimately that is the gone. fate well, he, of course, he's gone. He'll come back, won't he? Never. We, that's the fate of all Coronation Street characters to be in the limelight, and you know, never get character uh, viewers get sick of them, and then they're gone again. Like we, we don't see much of Nina now after the still after the um, the attack story. Abby's not been doing anything, and she was in the limelight for years. Well, uh, I'm just going to point out that. Social media didn't exist for the vast majority of Coronation Street's life, and who is to say what would have been written about these big characters that we look back on with great fondness now, mm. what, what would people have said about Hilda? They would have hated her, honestly. I think that people would have said she was stupid and they're fed up with her and she's a simpleton. Some um, people would, I'm sure. I'm but... just saying that that we... Uh, social media has given voice to many opinions that seem more like they're they're more popular than they actually perhaps are and those darn podcasts as well i know i know well the other <laughs> thing i want to say is they've done they did a really good job with uh the prosthetics for ryan's scars mm. and i'm really surprised and i'm interested to know where it's going to go because i was very skeptical about how long this the character would be in the show i thought he would go pretty soon after this storyline but um, I hope that he sticks around for a lot longer. Yeah. I, I would say, yeah, with, with that and with the acid attack, I was surprised and I have learned things. Maybe that felt ever so slightly preachy when it came out, when it was talking about there's this many acid attacks in Manchester each year. And I was just really taken aback by that. I have learned things. Um, same with MND. I didn't know anything about MND before this year. So I feel that I have been educated, but then also I'm thinking, is that the job of the soap to teach me about things? Do they need to tone down the issues a little bit? Because ultimately, it's the, the soapy soap storylines, the classic soap storylines, which maybe the Stephen one was, that people like to be able to enjoy and switch off and not feel like they're learning things. Well, Tony Warren's original idea for Coronation Street was not something where you would find stuff out that you didn't already know. It was to reflect a mirror to people about yeah. where they... The working class people of the north, yeah. so they could. That's see, like me. That's like my neighbour. Yeah, my grand's like that. I I could sit under the kitchen table like he did when he was a child, and and hear all the same conversations that are going on on screen in my own house, in my neighbour's house, in the next street over, etc. So as far as what is a soap about or for, 
there's a very good case to argue that it's not about issues, but from my perspective, I think that Corey's, uh, I can't speak to the other ones because we don't watch them, but Corey's done a really good job of slotting issues in on the whole. Yeah. Um, when it works, it works really well. And you can only point to things like um, Aiden's story and Kate Oates having to defend herself on television and pointing out the number of men who rang up for mental health help the time that this was screened. Who knows literally how many lives that Coronation Street saved saved there. Um, it's got a real... And I think there's a bit of a, a responsibility too. Um, it can feel frivolous and silly to... And also a bit mean-spirited too to to take a group of people who are quite marginalised, even though I wouldn't say that the Coronation Street characters are representative of this group, but, you know, working class people in the North, marginalised group of people, and laugh at them for their problems and their their mishaps. Mm. Um, that feels a bit a bit cruel when you could instead say, look at this real-life thing that happens to people. Did you know that this happened? Isn't this terrible? This is what this is what we can do about it. But equally, just reflecting an experience. I've said this before loads of times. You don't even have to solve a problem. You just have to show somebody that that you acknowledge that it's happening. And yeah. sometimes that's enough. Just the validation of somebody saying, I see you. I know what's go- what's, what you're going through. It sucks. I think the thing with issues as well, compared to the traditional soap stories, is they can feel fresher. There's not really been anything like the acid attack storyline. There's not really been anything quite like the MND storyline. Yes, people have got lots of tragic illnesses on Coronation Street before. There's no end to it, apparently. How many ways are there to do an affair storyline or a love triangle or even a serial yeah. killer storyline? <laughs> um, so I, I don't mind them just for a bit of a change, but I think sometimes the balance isn't quite right and I'd like to see them tone it down possibly a little bit in, in 2024. But I mean, it seems like it's Ian McLeod's thing that he likes to do. That would be my biggest thing. Like in one week, we, should, we shouldn't we should have multiple issues-based storylines. There shouldn't be ITV slash advice, ITV.com slash advice with Every hundreds episode. of charities all, all like, if this affected you, like, okay. Every, like, every, every episode now starts with... Gets, Watch out, there's going to be some dodgy yeah. stuff that might upset you in this storyline. And you at get the end, drunk. go to ITV. You, you, you do I, a little I can't bit. care about everything. I just, I'm a human being. I've got my own problems. I'm my own issue based storylines going on. <laughs> we. Still waiting for them to show the stresses of being a teacher, honestly. Come on, Daniel is well, there. Well, they had Ken bashing kids about, and that was about it. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot to be said for just switch your brain off well if, let's let's segue from that into the Stephen storyline well I mean there. okay I know that people get murdered in real life but this is not in such a flamboyant manner as they <laughs> I do. don't know how many hole punches have been responsible for fatalities in I the tried UK to in the look last up, 12 didn't months I? I was trying to look up like how many people have been killed by items of stationery <laughs> and um, there's no there's no, it doesn't seem that there's very much uh, data well there's got to be always a first isn't there I, I look back at the Stephen storyline now and I, I genuinely, genuinely did enjoy it for what it was. There were bits where I was, my interest was waning. Generally, they were around the nipper snapper side of it. 
anything that was <laughs> to do with the fact I, I I couldn't throughout the whole year or the, the part of the year that it was it featured at least I couldn't get behind the idea that Nipper Snapper was this brilliant idea that was going global I and know, that, it's a bit that stopped me from hap. but the factory stuff aside although there was some good stuff in the factory like Stephen's LSD scenes were related well, to getting hold the of the factory well it was all the motivation the, the, the nipper stuff was like the skeleton upon which everything hung because Stephen had to have a motivation and it was all to do with money and business yeah but I preferred the drugs the trying to bump off Elaine the family stuff the accidental engagement the manipulation um, the, the yeah. horn dogging over Jenny yeah um, that that was that was my favourite bits of the Stephen Sawyer, and of course the murders and covering up the murders. Leo's body getting found, the 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 roof box in the canal. That for me was the best part of the Stephen story. I know. I again, it's the same with Pat Feeling, where I feel like there was more that could have been done. And I know there were people who will say that they hated the storyline and they were glad that it's over and they wish it never started. But again. You can't make a story for everybody. You have to make the you have to make these serial killer storylines for the people that like the serial killer storylines, and to half ass it because some people didn't like it doesn't help anyone. And I just wish I just think it was a massively missed opportunity to not make this the pivotal like Christmas story. They could have done a very similar campaign than the two EastEnders, the sixth storyline, where they, you know, we knew that Stephen was going to end, was going to finish the storyline. We knew that it would end in him dying or being taken to prison. Why couldn't they have made a murder mystery? Like, you, this was your idea, a reverse murder mystery. Who We know the victim, but who's going to kill him? Mm. This would have been a really massive thing that could have made... Peter Barlow's exit so much better. Could have made Christmas Day a draw for Coronation Street, even though it turns out it was still pretty respectable in the in the ratings. It, it did manage to make it into the top ten with after the revised all. ratings after all that fuss. After all the moaning, <laughs> right. But, but you know what I mean? I, and it's a marketing thing, and it's a, it's a production thing, and I know that they, they spoke about making his story longer, and I don't know why they didn't do that. They don't know why they didn't have him behind the bar at the, the Rovers with Jenny we could have skipped some some kind of weird stuff with the Rovers that I'm not sure worked that well um and they could have made that their I know it's easy in hindsight to say oh you could have done this and that but this is what I was saying the whole year it's not like I just came up with this idea afterwards we were saying the whole year that um Stephen should have been more pivotal to Christmas I'd yeah I, I why think why did they I think they killed him off far too soon I think they lost their bottle and I think that they missed a trick we we both just sub- predicted I think at the again. beginning of the year that it would be super soap week I think we did that it would go that he would go out in so I'm not surprised really it just felt like it came a little bit too soon once we got there there was no new um, victim after no that's that's my biggest briefest. regret really not even the way that he was taken out or when it happened he should have killed the, the choice of victims person he should have yeah. killed at least Elaine and Gabrielle because they're pointless now would have I, given... they're not significant enough I think that he should have, well, you know yeah, at least would it have been better if he'd have killed Peter and I, I think that would have been a huge well, loss to the show and the way things are at the moment. Chris Gascoigne can still come back, which I hope he does. But that he would have made his mark more then. Could he have killed Faye? She was involved, wasn't she? Because it was she's all you know, tied up in the family with, with Tim. Um, well, all I'm going to say is that 
Boxing Day episode that was the two-hander with Carla and Peter and him saying, oh, I'm going, I'm going. Her going, oh, you should, you should go, yeah. Made so much less sense than, oh, I killed a man yesterday. I've got to go to prison. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 it didn't. And I know that really he wanted to go. Well. I know that I know that Chris Gascoigne wanted to go. I don't know whether he said hard stop end of twenty twenty three. I'm not doing anything in the next year. But I can't help but feel with a bit more organised. I don't know. It's really easy for me to say because I'm not involved in the production of it, but. Just having Peter go to prison and never coming, you know, not coming back for as long as Chris Gascoigne decides he doesn't want to be in the show, if he ever comes out or not, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. It just seems so silly to me that there was an opportunity to get the character of Peter Barlow out of the show when you know Chris Gascoigne wanted to leave. And instead of taking that opportunity, you, you hash together some cockamamie story about him wanting to find himself, you know in the Mediterranean mm. to, because his wife came up with the idea the day before. <laughs> I just feel like, what a silly the The, the thing with Stephen going out on Super Soap Week as well, I think that from that point onwards, there wasn't a whole lot to get me really excited about Corey, you know, in no. the last two months of the year. Because once that um, was over, then really it ramped up Ed's gambling storyline, more of Stu and Eliza, the bullying storyline with Mason, Dylan and Liam, which was okay in its own right, but there was nothing quite there that made me like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see what's happening with X, Y and Z. The, I suppose closest to it was the, what the, what was going on with Paul and, and there was some exciting stuff with Daisy and, and Ryan well, the Amy. Halloween episode. Oh yeah, that Amy story. And they tried that, to also create intrigue with the Rovers. Yeah, but then that didn't... You said that, that there were bits there that didn't quite work for you with the Rovers. Would you like to elaborate? Oh, well, come on now. <laughs> well, it just it just feels a bit like... It doesn't feel like anyone planned it. It, fe- it feels to me like they just wanted to have a mini break for the Rovers and things are kind of back now the but way why? they used to be. I don't understand. I really don't get it. Again, this is, this is the problem that Corey's had for the few years now. Lack of consequences. Yeah. Close down the Rovers for like two months and everyone's supposed to lose their heads over it and think that it's going to close. Nobody for one minute thought that that, that was, was the happen. number one there was problem. No, plan. no viewers thought, oh no, the Rovers is going. Because there was no actual plan. There was no actual plan. Like in the show, there was no like horrible villain going, I'm going to make a flat out of it. It was Ed and, Ed and um, Ronnie going, maybe we'll do this. And then, um, what what company was it? Waterford. Going, oh, we're gonna we're gonna open it with, without. Yeah, there Jenny. was no Ray Crosby like, here, care. was there? Saying oh, this is what I'm that. gonna do. So so don't even pretend. Mm. And uh, why? Nobody seemed to care that it was gone either. Like the ro- yeah. on the on the closing night of the Rovers, you had Rita and Ken get wheeled out for it and saying, oh well, we've been here for sixty years or so, saying that it's going anyway. We've got a bistro and a cafe and a speed dial. Yeah. We don't care. And and no, there, there was a couple of throwaway scenes of people saying, oh, I 
wish, wish I had some of a pint in their overs, but it didn't really seem to affect the community all that much. But then one might say, what community? <laughs> That's something that Coronation Street has really lost over the past few years. And I would definitely agree with that. We had the King's Coronation earlier this year, which got a few characters together, but I just long for more scenes where they threw all the cast, or you know, a good chunk of the cast, into the middle of a big, big community story and not have it just feel yeah, like, oh, there's 10 characters I recognise in this scene. What a treat, you know? And I don't know what's going to happen with the Rovers because we've got the big story. Is it a big story? I don't know. Stealing the money from Stephen's account. How well is that going to turn out for them? Not sure. I don't like that hanging over it because I just want the Rovers back to normal. <laughs> but... That's the thing. We wanted Jenny to stay in the Rovers. Yeah, that's all I <laughs> Complain about. about it going back to normal. But actually, if they'd have gone back to it and, I don't know... Um, Nick and Leanne had decided had been in charge of it then outrage and the other thing you know I was I've been saying we've been talking about different Rovers teams over the years and I've said that I genuinely think that the current Rovers behind the bar team is one of the strongest they've had in a long I, yeah, no, time for sure. and what do they do sack them all <laughs> and I don't, are they all back? I don't know. What's going to happen there? I mean, yeah, I'm sure I, it's all be back to normal, but why Why do? Why even do it? I it honestly didn't don't create think, drama. I don't think there's a weak link in the current Rovers team. Well, some people there are weak, argue. There are links I that are wouldn't. weaker than others, name no names, but I think they all offer something. I think they're great. So what, I know that they're not all popular, but Gemma, Gemma Sean, Glenda, Daisy and Jenny, mm. and sometimes other people like Ryan maybe pops in, I don't know, but those... <laughs> Those five core characters, so what you like about them, they are all really great behind the bar. What I really, really need fun. what I really need to see now though is more of the scenes about that Rover's family having character interactions banter and, and, and little banter. Silly, yeah. Whose turn is it to clean the pumps? Who's got to get the barrel? Who's who's supposed to clean the toilets? What you know. That that kind of stuff is stupid and mundane, but it's a character development and it's the chance for funny um, interplay and silly faces behind people's backs and all the stuff that makes the Rovers bar stuff into a team that they you used, like watching. There used to be so much of that in the past, you know, Bet and Alec down around the back, Jack and Annie, um, Steve, Michelle, this. It, it used to feel like a team and they were a little family where who had their own problems and it still yeah. feels at the moment that the Rovers guys and girls at the moment are in the background of other people's stories. Yeah, but even so, Jenny and Daisy still had the most number of appearances. This is true. As this joint, is true. like that, that anyone's had ever. Yeah. Can I, I mean, we can't talk about the Rovers story without giving a quick shout out and a thank you so much Coronation Street for bringing back Henry Newton because as much as we've been campaigning for that online for the past five years I didn't know whether I could ever dare dream that it would actually happen and even though it didn't happen in exactly the way that I wanted to even though he had a bit of a personality change I am so so thrilled that George Banks, who plays Henry, was able to get another chance to tread the cobbles through a bit more. I thank thank, thank you, Coronation Street, for letting us see lovely Henry again, because he's fantastic, and I, I hope we are going to see him again in the future. Um, it, there wasn't too much stuff with Gemma. Um, it was just, it was fun. I, I love him. Yeah. Um, what else? What else did we have this year? I mean, year, you, said that, you said that we were supposed to be talking in a positive way about stuff. We are okay. I didn't want to just rag on it, 
which I think some outlets might do. If, if the Digital Spy Soap Forum, hi guys, ever were to put a, a, a podcast together themselves, I'm sure that there are some people there that are brilliant at analysis. I read some of the posts that people read on there and they are so smart and it's like, I wish I, wish I could have analysed at that depth. But they are a little bit on the negative side, aren't they? So I wanted to just make sure we had a bit of a balance here. Um, but the other big storyline of the year, Amy's rape. Um, oh, didn't you mention, can't, you said the word. Uh, Amy's consent storyline. No, you've said it now. We're never going to get any advertising. <laughs> um, that didn't get any shout-outs in our Conversation Street Awards this year. Um, it got nominated. It got nominated. It got lots of votes. How, how is, what's your end-of-year reflections on how that one went? Um, it's difficult because it was a spring story, wasn't it? Yeah, it feels like it was over and done with quite a while ago. Yeah, so it's difficult to cast my mind back. I did like Amy's um, revenge, mm. brief revenge. It was too brief, wasn't it? That felt like, what should we do this week? We got a bit of a gap in the storylines. Um, should we have Amy? Yeah, Amy go back I mean. on the rampage and then that'll fill a couple of episodes and then we'll put her in a box again. That's a real uh, that, shame. This is the problem with Corrie. Again, consequences, giving time to people. I could have done with a month of it, you know, mm. a, and a proper reckoning about what it is she's doing. Not it was just, literally a week, wasn't it's it? It's a week where I don't she, think I'm exaggerating that. She, like, she cosplayed um, Promising Young Woman and then... Ardy went, shouldn't do this. And she went, oh, you're right. Yeah, and, and then, then her like, and Army, mm-hmm. uh, her, her and Ardy, sorry, were close to getting together and then they both decided, no, no, let's not. <laughs> yeah. A reason that I don't particularly remember, but it didn't sit right with me. I just think that it, <sighs> there's something very vindicating and triumphant about what she was doing. And I know it's not right and I don't, don't want to talk, you know, I'm not having a discussion about, about it, but... Um, it is a fictional character getting revenge on men who are actually committing crimes. Not it wasn't a question of whether this guy was going to try to to spike her. He was doing it, mm. and I just think if we can't suspend a little bit of disbelief for all the other things that get swept aside, can't we just have an avenging angel on, on the show? Amy would be so perfect. A bit more of that would have been so much really cathartic because one of the big. Um, one of the big uh, criticisms from lots of people about the Amy story was that she didn't really get any justice. No. My argument all, all along was that it's not supposed to be... It's supposed to reflect what's happening in reality and therefore it makes sense that she really didn't get any kind of justice like properly. Yeah, because so few... Well, such a low so percentage. So few women do. Yeah. So, okay, but then, Gemma, why, why would you then say, oh, I'd rather have an unrealistic revenge story I don't mind it being realistic for one bit but unrealistic for another bit when I when it suits my purposes yeah I know but it's more fun to watch somebody kidnapping drunken men and slinging <laughs> them in the bush it was a fun episode it was that, that this I didn't guy ex- just totally deserved it really really deserved it and it was another lovely location it wasn't a real person well. either <laughs> but thinking back earlier to the year um, it just felt it. It felt like it was maybe over a little bit too quickly. I think it was right that Aaron did get away with it, for lack of a better he did, phrase. He it. did know. He did. He, he knew, end. and I thought that was quite an effective ending mm. when he wouldn't. He still wouldn't admit it, but kind of just the look that he gave Amy. We know that he said knew. it all as he was getting into the car with his dad. I, I I do feel a little bit of regret that we've 
wasted a character on Aaron. He, I was hot and cold on him throughout his time on Corrie, which was, what, a year? Less than a year, maybe, in the end? Um, but I think that they they could have had a really interesting character there. And um, I think that James Craven um, put in a good performance when he needed to. I think that throughout this rape storyline part of it, it was particularly good. And it must have been hard on him because he was hired as, you know, the good guy character, wasn't he? And then to be cast as this villain for his final couple of months, it must have been a bit of a shame and have everybody go from swooning all over you to hating you. But he actually is a really nice guy as well. And we, so many people that we've spoken to from the cast said what a pleasant chap he was. And I, I do feel a bit sad for the fact that his his journey on Coronation Street ended before it even it, began. It's hard to see how he could have stayed in the show. There's no way. But they... I think it was okay because the character, you know, it proved that... He proved that consent, this, this issue can affect yeah. almost anybody. And it, it showed as well that nice guys or people who seem yeah. nice can have these dark undersides or well, you can e- be nice and yeah. still make a terrible, terrible mistake but own up to that mistake, which Aaron never, never did. did. But you can also... evil. There's, there are very few evil people in the world but there are evil deeds that get done every day by people who don't even realise that they're doing something evil. Mm. And Aaron was such a great character in that respect. I really feel... It's again, it's it's one of those things where there's so much mess and chaff and, and extraneous stuff going on in, in Coronation Street. There's so much noise that some of these stories get really missed, missed, don't they? Because mm. this is actually a really complicated character study of somebody who did almost everything right apart from one awful thing. And yeah, so, he didn't and prey what, on Amy. He wasn't evil. He well, made I don't a want to get really, into, really terrible, I don't want to get into it too much. Lack like of judgment. A, a part, you know, uh, it's not a task to excuse anything. I certainly wouldn't want anyone to think that's what I'm doing. No. But it's much more helpful to us as a society to, to say this is the kind of guy that you could end up with raping you mm. it's not a guy jumping out of a bush exactly it reminds me of back when we were at school and uh, we had the we had the police come in and say which one of these people do you think would be more likely to abduct you into the car and it's all it's, it's your like, dad <laughs> it's the it's the lovely little old lady because it could be anybody, could be anybody. and this story did show that and the conversation Will Smith taught us that in um men in black did he well remember it was that little girl with all of her science books oh, yes, walking true. through Very the dodgy true. neighbourhood. What's she doing outside at <laughs> night with those advanced science books? The conversation that that story brought up about on social media for a little time was very interesting. Because oh, yeah, there were a lot of there people were lots that still of, didn't get it. No, no. I think they showed very, very clearly that what he did was wrong. It was rape. It was Amy wasn't asking for it. He, She was passed out. But still, some people... Was, and, and I, I don't know whether it was... Oh, could Corey have done a better job of showing that? No. I, I, I think, think it so. was fine. I think it no, was fine I think how that they showed it. I think it's totally, very, very clear There's a lot of misogyny. And even women not not being educated correctly about w- what it is, that what what is consent, wh- mm. who... And a lot of women also, really sadly, defending things that had been done to them in their lives know, without having any sense of self-awareness about the fact that the same thing happened to them. But I think with these with these issue storylines, it's a case of, you know, if 
you know, one person to two people. Well, maybe. It's, it's incremental. You know, I'm just going to say something. Go on. I don't then. think Amy's story's over, but also, do you remember, you know, the shoulder volunteers, you make fun of it. What's <laughs> going on with that? And that woman, do you remember that woman that ran out of the meeting? Yeah. Is she going to come back? Oh, she did come back. She she did was she the one that... Back? Yeah, she had a little table cry with Amy, didn't she? On the week of the of the oh, club, yeah. Obviously fell asleep. No, no, she was back in it. Okay, You're right, well, the shoulder volunteers aren't over. Amy's story, absolutely not over. But I know, um, but I don't want it... It doesn't feel like it's concluded, but I also don't want it to be something that comes up as a trivia point in two years' time when another character's going through the same thing and Amy's like, that happened to me once, mm. which is kind of where Corey goes with these things. Yeah, I, I, I think that it was a... a I'm glad that we saw more of Amy this year. I think that she hadn't been used so much during the, um, the Nina story. Um, and, and Summer Story, I don't think it was so much about Amy, so it was good that she got her time in the spotlight. Probably could have done with a bit more of some of the other teens. It felt like she was on her own a bit. Ardy played a small Ardy part. Ardy was great when he when he um, wrote when, on Aaron's that's face. That's what I was going to say. That thing was one of my favourite bits of this whole story. What is it he wrote? Was it Liar he wrote yeah. on his forehead? That was brilliant. They, that episode, they could have strung that little bit out for for longer. But yeah, go go Ardy. Uh, but let's, let's not speculate more about what's going to happen in 2024 as we're reflecting back. But I think Amy has left... 2023 in an even stronger position than when she started. I really enjoyed her at the start. I am very much looking forward to seeing uh, what she's doing next. Um, what else did we have? This is Sarah Louise and Damon. Um, that's now back in, uh, sprung to the forefront of the show now that um, Damon and, and Harvey are back in Coronation Street. I think that 2023 isn't going to be remembered for that story. Would you agree? What happened? <laughs> It felt so big at the time. I remember. I mean, I got. I was fuming at Sarah Louise for dropping her drawers for this guy, even though you know he was very charming and they had some good chemistry together. But we were supposed to be feeling sorry for Sarah, but she was she was asking for it literally, wasn't See, she? Was like, oh no, oh no, Damon, don't don't. Oh, oh, I'm married. Oh come on then. I it didn't. I, I don't like to not like Sarah. I think that Sarah's a super character. He's Tina O'Brien, wonderful. Been in the show twenty years or so, twenty twenty five years maybe now. Okay, coming up to it. But um, so it's. But I I didn't I didn't like her lack of judgment with clearly dodgy fella and um going against her marriage vows this year. Mm. <laughs> what about you? I'm trying to remember what happened. That's it. It's a bit forgettable, isn't it? Because I know what happened now. It's it's another one that stopped dead. Yeah, but the thing is, I can't. I have a real big trouble with going back and stopping. You know, going back. I don't know what a year it was. What if I go back in my mind, something that happened six months ago is just as remote to me as something that happened a year and a half ago. So I can't remember what happened this year with Damon's. Sarah, he just, they just had an affair. They had an affair. Sarah got pregnant. And it's then, Damon's. Oh, off he and goes. Then, and, then they, and then Adam and Sarah broke up. Yeah, but maybe that's one of the reasons why we don't remember it so well, because as soon as that story was over, it's done. Adam went back in his box for another six months or so. There, we, 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 we hadn't seen any of Adam and Sarah's relationship really before the story started, apart from last year, I suppose, with the Lydia, with the Lydia bits at the beginning of um, 22. And, and since they split up, how's that affected Sarah? Don't know. How's it affected Adam? Don't know. Sarah's been a little bit involved in the St- Stephen storyline. Um, 
it kind of dropped the ball a little bit and it, at the end of the day it was just another steamy affair story which Corey is in danger of doing a few too many of now. There's loads of them going on. Yeah. I don't like affair storylines. They can be fine in small doses but I think Corey needs to be careful not to have too many. To have that one running alongside, say, or coming close to... Um, the Ryan and Daisy one, for example, I think wasn't necessarily the best move. Corey likes to say, oh, we've got the big affair storyline of this year. They don't quite often I hear that. And, and I know that they've said that about um, something in 24 as well. Um, oh. I, I'm not I'm not so excited by those. And Is there's only so many ways you can do it. to have a, a soap without affair storylines? I'm sure that there have been years in Coronation Street where it hasn't happened and everyone's been very faithful to each other. It just, like I've said many times before, feels like that's the only thing that they can think of doing with some families. Get them together, don't see them, let's have an affair or or a breakup. I didn't say that though, did I? I said, is it possible to have a soap where there isn't an affair storyline? Yes. I just think I just think that's true. <laughs> I, I think it could be. Um, so yeah, not not too hot on that one. Um, Ed's gambling story. That was another. That was a fairly big story for the end of the year. But like I said earlier, once Stephen was six feet under, no stories really got my juices flowing as much as some of them did at the beginning half of the year. Um, I am really pleased that the Baileys have had more time in the spotlight. I like them all to some extent. Um, but it, the 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 the, the storyline in a whole just lost marks for me because it felt like it was going round in circles and and Ed constantly had temptation thrown in his way and then he would constantly um, go to the bookies or, or or waste it away and and then he just goes over and over and over in circles. It's good that we got more Dee Dee this year. You know she's what ninth ninth most featured character in twenty twenty three. I think um, first full year in the show. Yeah, exactly. We Which had is, what a great way to introduce the character, and also fascinating too, because she didn't have her own story. No, she was going. She was in Paul's storyline. She was in Ed's storyline. She's in Adam and Sarah's a little bit, very briefly. Yeah, she was a, a helpful side character, and I and I'm I'm hopeful that in maybe twenty four, twenty five, we get to see that this is Dee Dee's storyline. She's obviously been paired up with Joel, and that's for Ooh. not for no good reason hopefully um but i think that she can do better than a story with joel i'm gonna say sarge we had introduced to the bailey clan this year um i liked him i was ashamed that he had to leave so soon um i think he was an important character as somebody who just wasn't taking any of the it's a disease rubbish that that was being no sorry he would say it was rubbish sorry um, that other characters were spouting it's about the rubbish, gambling addiction. It's just something that was a very particular phrasing that got used to the point of absurdity. Yeah, if we're talking about issue storylines sometimes feeling a bit preachy, that gamble one really was. It left me cold, honestly. I don't feel any different about it than I did before I watched it. I thought Trevor Michael George did a pretty good job around the Christmas episodes. I never felt like, oh, I get why he's doing it. I don't think there are any points in the story where also I was thinking, oh, I can't wait to see what happens here. Yeah, it was fairly predictable. Oh, he's going to get himself in trouble. He's going to be revealed what he's been up to. Everyone's going to be mad at him. Some people won't. Some people will be mad at him. We're going to lose the house. 
But you're not, though, are you? Mm, yeah, Again, I... consequences that don't manifest themselves, mm. really. You can't sit there and say, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to this family, or we're going to lose everything, and then two weeks later, forget it. Yeah, yeah. You've got to really, you've got to follow through on these things. Mm. Or stop making everything the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody, because it's not. The, the only, the, the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody is what's happening to Paul. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather be in Ed's situation than Paul's situation so, at the moment. But, that's but, for sure. But that that's the only one where I feel like they're managing the stakes mm. and it feels realistic and everybody's aware and and it's truthful and honest to what the situation is. The rest of it feels like a fairy's come along and waved a magic wand and we just haven't noticed that it's all been everything's been rescued. Everyone's been rescued. Sometimes it, with Coronation Street stories, I think. The, the, the higher ups, the people behind the scenes, the people upstairs must know that this isn't really that exciting a story. And I think that Ed's, Ed's gambling, as, as much as they were promoting it, I mean, for heaven's sake, they centred the Christmas week around it. Uh, that they, they, they must have known that this isn't going to get bums on seats and have people talking about Coronation Street, mustn't they? We didn't even get to see the goddamn Wendy house. We got to see the box of the Wendy house. We got to see the door of the we Wendy house. We got to see Glory. Is that what would have made it better for you if you'd have got to see that? There's still time. The story isn't over. <laughs> Um, what else did you Max's story this year how did you find his arc he began 2023 as a right wing gang member going off on chilly camping trips and blowing up cars or attempting to at least and now Didn't... then he had a bit of time in prison he's got a girlfriend can you believe he did that in a year he's had a busy year as our Max what have we done None of that. I feel like we're underachieving. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, races, camping trips, not as fun as just normal camping trips, but still, any excuse to get youth outside, that's what I say. <laughs> I, I kind of like how they're developing a little extra friendship group with him. I've got so much praise to give for, for Gav and Sabrina, but I, I just can't really get into it that much where where those two characters are being so so underused i I like max um i feel that he's redeemed himself still not too Mm. sure about lauren Um, everyone's just very happy to gloss over it for them which is so disappointing mm. to me including their like max's two black best friends who are like oh He's just racist to other people. I would not be okay with the things that he had said and him not actually sitting me down and saying, listen, I don't think that anymore. He, he's had a couple of good kind Ali of and Yasmin scenes. are the only two people that are like sensible about this whole thing as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> They're like, no, this guy is... He tried to kill people! And everyone's like, wow, he was just others to do the same. really influenced by someone. Like, well, who else is he going to be influenced by? Can he not be influenced by, like, Mary Poppins or, or the Pope or something? <laughs> you know, why Why a racist, weird grifter? Called Griff. Yes. Um, I, thinking of what you said about lack of consequences, that that whole bomb episode, and, and then not long later, Alia getting stabbed... That to me smacked completely of hey look at this big stunt let's no put it on the. No one even remembers. People remember it and look back a little bit embarrassed about the bomb episode. I have they to say be. that really was. Why would you drive a bomb? Okay, poor. Right, it not didn't make Alia's decisions there didn't make any sense. Well, that's okay. She's been I'm a victim say, for many many years. It doesn't characters making silly poor decisions is not a plot hole or something that. Well, no, characters have got to make poor decisions, haven't they? 
but I just that that kind of left me a bit cold and like what what am I watching and it's not very often that and Curry I think what on earth is going well, on here it was, with Alia driving was through. that really this year that was yeah that was that was January yeah because then last we also year. had Toya in a van <laughs> and the gun yeah no, that was also just... not good there were definitely a few beats in this story and I enjoyed the racism stuff the the, the extremism story last year I you know I loved having Spider back definitely a dodgy move on reflection having him as an undercover cop that aside I couldn't believe how much they fumbled that I wrote them an entire excuse for why that made sense and they didn't mm. I know that you know in, in my mind but they just Again, so unconvincing. It's just so many things don't make like exactly the same with Carla and Peter. You've got to make me believe what the characters are doing. You can't. It's too plot driven. The characters have to drive the action, not the other way around. You can't. You can't just write anything and hope the actors can convincingly portray the script. It has to really flow from the characters. Why, you, you lose if you don't have... Why did Spider even leave at the end? I can't really remember. I know that Toya was taken hostage. Because want, he wanted to be a police officer and she's get fed up with sitting in the back of a van. I'm glad that they had a, a, a lovely final scene with him and he gave her a spider brooch. And She never wore that it, again. It, you notice that? <laughs> yeah, I know. But it. I suppose that is quite similar to Carla and Peter. Like, these two are really good for each other, but actors' contracts and people wanting to leave says that they need to be apart. And uh, and they were supposed to watch it and go, they're so mature because they know that what they want out of life is not compatible. She loves him, she'll let him go. Oh no, please do, do work, for goodness sake. That's not how real people act. Yeah, those hostage scenes were really bad. Um, and, th- and then what's gone on with Toya for the rest of the year? Nothing. They've bunged her in the bistro. We were making fun of her at the beginning of the year saying, what, what job has she done since getting away with Imran's murder? Nothing. She just bums around Leanne's flat. Well, she now she well bums around present. Leanne's work. She is so much better. Georgia Taylor is such a talented actress. She deserves a lot she deserves better. She deserves so much better than just binging people glasses of bubbly at the beast. Really? How can Come they, on. How can they write this for this actress and mm. not feel ashamed? Yeah. But you can say the same about almost anybody on, on the street. Yeah. Apart I... from a very few high profile examples, I feel... So how's this preview going, uh, review going, Michael? Is this how what you wanted it to be like? Yeah, no, no, it's fine. We've been positive about bits. We've been less positive about bits. This is an honest assessment of this year. The the racism stuff. It I was really sad that Spider had to leave. I think they did an excellent scene where Spider visited Griffin Prison and um, kind of got tripped him up to admit what he'd done and then he realised I know we've already got your laptop you thought that was my bargaining chip at the same time they had Alia and Max visiting each other Alia reading out her witness um, statement or whatever it was no personal victim statement was superbly (laughs) done Um, there were definitely good parts to this story the fact that it was a spider story in some way made it good for me I love Gav I think Sabrina's excellent I've got a lot of time for Max having David and Shona be the embarrassing parents to Max when he brings his girlfriends home. I, I never get tired of that. Those two, like, poking around the corner in the kitchen and just laughing at Max with his first proper girlfriend. That's brilliant. Um, it's but... all the small moments that really stick out because they're character-driven mm. and they they show off the actors. Yeah. I also... Talents. The other thing with Max that was also good for me, I remember, and we were both quite surprised when this happened and shocked, like, oh, we didn't expect that coming, was when... Now, what was it? Max got hold of Daisy's phone, did she, that she was catfishing Ryan on? 
And oh, where did that go? It, no, no, it did. Well, that's that's how it kind of came out that Daisy was doing it, I think. But I, I enjoyed that brief moment of, oh, this storyline is crossing over another one. These aren't just separate pockets of Coronation Street where individual stories are Yeah, but happening. you moan when, when that happens because it messes up It does notes. make it more difficult to take notes <laughs> of the podcast. This is true. But I appreciated when, when that happened, at least. Um, and I just want to say, I know it's so so easy to sit there and pick apart things and say they should have been done differently. So I acknowledge that. And it's not fair, really, to judge everything with the benefit of hindsight. But also, at the end of the day, it's a soap that is trying to win viewers and get ad revenue. Yeah. So course. it's a creative endeavour, but it's also a capitalist one. And mm. some things I just think, oh. <laughs> um, let's move away from stories for a little bit and, and talk characters and, and comings and goings this year. We've already mentioned some of them, like Peter's exit didn't quite sit right with us. Spider, I would have liked to have seen a bit differently. How did you feel about how some of the other characters um, left Weatherfield this year? I don't remember a lot of it. What happened to Faye? Yeah, she she I'm sure she was in the character in the story. She, she disappeared. Jackson turned Jackson up, turned up with little what? Miley, and she realised no. that was. I think that they gave it a go. She had a good month worth of story exit, but it did feel a lot like we kind oh, of yeah, owe her this Craig much. Craig got jealous. Craig got. He was quite funny. Yeah, he got jealous of Jackson, but was trying to make out that he wasn't. Do you remember that little mini basketball that he bought Miley to show that yeah. he's also into sports? Oh, yeah, Miley. Yeah. Craig, he proposed to Faye. It was all a bit embarrassing for him. Craig is not my favourite character by a long shot. Um, They've got a lot of work I, to do with Craig. I tolerated that story. It's... It wasn't the best exit, but you know what? Good on Ellie Leach. She's come out of Corrie. She is just one dance... Not dancing on ice, sorry. Strictly, hasn't she? So, well, I mean, what what a way to... When she left it, the story in the papers was that Corrie actors are going to get revenge on the on the producers for yeah. dumping her and by somehow by manipulating the Strictly vote. And if that, you know... That obviously is not what happened because you can't just skate through, skate through on um, people's on a very small group of people's influence. But as far as like getting revenge on your ex for dumping you by turning up looking super smoking hot and getting all the boys go after you, talk about Ellie Leach. Yeah, going from Faye to strictly come dancing, win everybody loving her. She got through because I'm really, really she's talented her. and. She showed great, like, great personality. People really enjoyed her. Would Corrie even be able to get her back now? Don't know. Don't think so. <laughs> but if she did come back, Faye would need to buck her ideas up if she wants to be played by Lily. Because <laughs> Faye's never really... Faye, I, I think was it was time just, for her to go, wasn't it? It really was time for Faye to leave. She was a, a boring, uninspiring character who had no real personality. She was and very underserved in terms of stories as not, well. They chucked her in prison for what, eight months, was it? No, they just really didn't know what to do with her. She didn't have friends. She was paired up with Craig. Emma was gone out of the story who she was living with for a bit. There was so, nothing going for her. I mean, she had Tim when we just didn't see much of it. But she also, she, she kind of was separated from the rest of the young adults and yeah, teens. Yeah, exactly. So, she, in, in a really she didn't bizarre, have a place there. isolated manner, which didn't make a lot is she like slightly older than them is that the problem i guess maybe 
Yeah, I think I think she is slightly. It's the the time was Faye right was for her. Time was right miss. for her to leave. Um, same with um, no, actually, yeah, actually Zidane. I am going to say Zidane. Remember, he came back. He was an odd one because he was in it for a few years and then he came back and then he was in it for a bit more. Then he came, went and then he came back. And do you remember last year he showed up on last year, 2022's Christmas Day episode? It's like, oh, it's a dad he's come to visit for Christmas Day. And then he went off again. And then he came back for what, a week, two weeks in January, February this year? So that he could get together with Mariam again, who somehow forgiven him for covering up that her dad was killed or I, I, I don't it, it felt it <sighs> it was very much uh you want to leave do you um what was, who was the name of the actor who played him Kazim um we're gonna give you a couple of couple of episodes to get rid of you I think that yeah he decided he wanted to leave Just seeing from his Instagram his his faith has become very important to him Cory, I guess, wasn't what he wanted to stay with. Well, Cory's not very good at at Muslim at, at representation yeah, for Muslims. Not not, not particularly, in my opinion. Um, so but not for any religion, and not very, not much, really. So. Um, he was never the most exciting a character. I I liked him in his original stint, but when they came, when he came back. Um, he's been hard didn't... done by by lots of the stories he's been in. I'm yeah. just going to say, and, and you know, then the, sadly, the Nazir clan aren't the most exciting family to be in. I mean, look, it's Yasmin, who was the the poster girl for Corrie in 2020, has now been reduced to... Wringing her hands. Yeah. That's Stu. Yeah, that's Stu. It just doesn't work, doesn't work. Ali's not had much to do, so bringing Zidane into the mix is unnecessary, so I'm not surprised that he left. It's a weird way to get rid of him, really. This is the problem, the, the problem that nobody really talks about when it comes to... A big cast. We always talk about the the issue of that you know, there's not enough screen time for everybody, and you you miss you miss what's going on with the people, and you know hardly anyone gets a story. The other problem is to get these people out, you have to give them a story. Yeah. And a lot of the time, it's just crap, it's or a, it doesn't make sense. It feels cobbled together sometimes. We. I mean, Look at you got Paul, who's got a, a year and a bit worth of exit storyline. Stephen, the writing was on the wall, so that was planned months and months in advance. And then, yeah, some of them just feel like you go and then I oh, off you pop. But like you know, Melanie Hill last year when I she know. left, when Kathy went. Like, but then. That's, that's kind of appropriate to the amount of time they've got, though. They can't give everybody a year and a half of story. But this is what I mean when I say the cast is too big. Mm. It is because you've got people like. There are people here that I'm like, oh, what, what happened to them? D- Darian, forgive me, that was an awful <laughs> squandering. Yeah, it was. I that, that was a mega missed opportunity. He was a really nice guy, wasn't he, Darian? Like, I've gone to Nottingham to find my long lost brother. Didn't even get to see the right, reunion postcard, with Darian. Darian and his brother. We got to see him meet somebody who knew his brother. That was that peculiar. Was bizarre. It's like Darian was introduced to somebody who could... He was like Max's rival at school, wasn't he, maybe? I, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he was one of the main catalysts for him becoming a racist. Yes, he was, wasn't he? Bomber. I, I, it's a real shame that, that he's gone. You, they, they got rid of Aaron we talked about earlier. Jacob was a quite surprising exit at the beginning of the year because that hadn't been announced. And he was a really, really popular character. And I think that the scenes that he did where he was frantically flushing the drugs down the loo um, were really, really well done. I, I wasn't expecting. I, I think I might have had it in the predictions that he was going to be killed. 
Um, but he, he wasn't. He wasn't killed. But I wasn't genuinely thinking that we'd be seeing the back of Jacob. So that was a shame because the character, I, I, I thought he was great fun to watch. Um, not, not. I mean, I've got a list of other exits here. I put down Mike and Esther. They didn't go the way that they thought we were going to, did they? I know. The, with, you... the, with the wall-to-wall summer of 2022, we just thought it was going to keep on going. But really, that storyline was tied up within a month or two. Yeah, tied it? up. Huh? Tied up. What? Like, held hostage. Oh, yeah. Held hostage in a nursery. <laughs> summer. The thing... There's so many moving parts to Cory. It's... When it works, it works really well. It's re- It feels really unfair to criticise so much. But at the same time, I feel like I... And, you know, I'm not, I don't think I am too to my own horn here. I think the pair of us sometimes come up with better stuff than Corey does. I don't understand. Yeah, sometimes some of the, some of the pictures we come up with seem to me like, I, I wish mean, they'd do that, but then I don't think about how the intricacies yeah, of it could actually work. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't work. actually work out. Maybe people wouldn't like it as much as we think is great. But some of the things just don't make sense. <laughs> um, new characters. We've new characters for the year. This is a, yeah, we've lost some characters, but it feels like we've maybe gained a few more. And what Coronation Street I've seen being criticised for a lot at the moment is they're bringing in characters to do a story and then they go again. Like Darian, for example. Well, like Mike and Esther. I think that they should do more with the characters they've got. Yeah, everyone thinks that. Um, oh, I thought I had a really unique idea that nobody's <laughs> thought of before. Okay, but... Um, oh, fuck what I was going to say. Yeah, like you said, bringing in character for a, for a plot. No! Because, the plot because shouldn't be driving everything. If they bring in characters. a character for a plot, there's only so much development that they, they can get. Yeah, and there's, they're, they're there's only so hollow. much depth they're going to have. Yep. I mean, let's speak it. Darren and Courtney. Come Boom. and gone. That that I, I'm kind of glad that they didn't go down to they didn't um keep that story going for too long and that she was out of Ardy's life within a few months. I think it, almost it, everyone could have done without that story. Yeah, but what what a misjudged idea that was. I I think nothing of those. It, it it didn't work. Um, you you got Joel. He's still here, but about, uh, he's got a shelf life, surely. What about that one that uh was. Aggie snobby friend. Yeah, um, what's her name? Really um, great. I like the actress. What's her name? uh, Yes, I know. You know, yeah, Aggie snobby snobby friend storyline was great for Uh, that week that uh, it ran. Some kind of posh. Arabella, no, I, don't, I don't know. Possibly, possibly. She was but great. But I think her outside circumstances. Shelley, um, great, loved her. Yeah, she- Shelley was a good example of a character being brought in for a story, and she had as much depth as she needed. I think because good. because she had scenes where because she had to, she was just sitting down and talking to Paul. Yeah. And you know what? That's how you get That's to learn fine. about characters by having them sit and chat with each other. Um, and not just dragging each other off to bed like Courtney did with uh, with uh, with Ardy. Nice to see Joel. It was um, sorry, Sarge. Nice to see Cassie. Mm. Cassie has been a great addition. You know, I she think won so. On the award. Yes, yeah, I, I, I know that she's not the most popular, but I, I'm I'm enjoying her. I'm a bit disappointed that beginning of 2024, they're villainising her a little bit. Not that she was ever you know, pure as the driven snow, but I I think that she's clearly a very very talented actress. Um, she not does a good job of getting my my, my back up. It's supposed to be a likable one. 
No. Gavin and Sabina are great, underused. Well, um, we, we saw um, Daisy's mum this year, didn't we? Thinking of mi- minuscule new characters, Christina. That was kind of interesting little development of somebody who cle- who just openly spoke with her daughter about, I, I didn't want to be a mum. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> yeah, but that was shallow. We didn't get any more than that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this positive but difficult with this one. Isabella. God, like Brian's Italian cousin. I, I, what a stinker that story was. Oh, I like the character. She, the story was odd. The, I, what I liked about that story was like Brian was... pretending to be Italian and going around going, oh, my Italian roots and doing the yeah. little gestures. That was but very, that was fun. It but... felt like a joke that never had a punchline. Mm. And he took her off like for a little tour of... Blackpool or something. The Northern and, Riviera. And then and then she went back and we were we were hearing about her apartment being um worked on back over in Italy and we thought, Oh, what's the secret here? Is she really Yes, she was. That that was what a mega mean? misfire. Was she, what, yes, she was. We we thought hey, is she, is she actually is her apartment actually still being worked on or is she pulling the wool over Brian's eyes, is is she up to something? But really, it, it was nothing. And I didn't really enjoy how horrible she was to the other characters, how nasty she was to Rita. Really, that story was a vehicle, supposedly, it felt like, for Brian and Mary getting together, which did go, which went nowhere. Brian and Mary aren't a couple, are they? I don't they know. They managed to go from be- the very beginning of the year, or maybe it was before like New Year's kind of time, 12 months ago, being, oh, it looks like they're going to be get together in 2020. No, nothing. They've just been in each other's circles. Brian's pined for her a little bit, but they, they're they still just good friends. So I don't know, maybe 2024 is going to show a bit more than that, but I'm, I'm not gagging for it, to be honest. Um, Crystal. Crystal, me, me, nothing. Me, 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 me. Bobby, too early to say, but um, the internet. Not gone down well. Internet's not liking him at the moment. Who I have really appreciated, actually, is the new Ruby. <laughs> Forget about a new character. I think that um, this new girl that's coming to play her, sorry, I can't remember her name at the moment, she's doing a good job. I think Ruby needed a recast. Um, I'm surprised how little they've used her, because usually when they recast the young uns, it's because they want to give them a bit of a story, and she's really had nothing to do so far has she um i'm I'm just waiting for fizz to come back from maternity leave really to maybe something will happen there um returns 2023 apart from henry obviously any standout of um of ones that you were happy to see back again well we loved henry um bethany's been back with a bang yeah i i think i think some of you right some of the returns like bethany it's a little bit too soon to judge I mean, I like I like her a lot more than I thought I was going to because mm. I never massive massive fan of Bethany. Mm. Um, Tommy Orpington, I don't know who wanted him to be a major character. There are loads of other side characters I'd rather see a story centered around. There weren't really Tommy. many big big returns this year, were there? Last year we had Stephen, we had Wendy, we had um, Spider, Spider, obviously. This Those year, those were the it, big big yeah, names. Yeah, I mean, like we've had Jackson back, and this time he was played by a giant. Um, we had speaking of giants, we had Big Garth back for what one episode, maybe that was kind of nice to see him again. 
Um, I, I suppose the, the standout one for me that I would never have ever seen coming was we got John Stape back. In. I know, and he wasn't voice, even a ghost. voice only. They actually got the uh, the actor who played John Stape to to read a little bit of Little Women, so I appreciated that. that was sweet. Oh, I do. I loved the Hope and Sam stuff this year. We want to talk positively about Corey in twenty twenty three, having them together as a little couple. The date scene. Well, if you're going to talk the holding about holding the hands, lovely. Before I feel too guilty about this rant fest that we've embarked upon i do want to remind everybody that we did just do our awards where we spoke about the best things that happened in the year the all award of our show nominees is very positive are deserved to be there all of the winners were much deserved again there's a lot to celebrate about coronation street last year yeah so so i'm not i don't i don't feel too bad about pointing out some of the things i didn't like no you you do you've got a re- you you have you yeah, you you feel guilty too easily but there's sometimes these things need to really be said hard. people work really hard on it but it's a cutthroat world and you don't get ratings because you worked really hard no results that's not how results get come they results come, don't come from that i i still stand by what i said at the beginning that this was an all right year in terms of modern Corrie. And there have been very many years of Coronation Street and uh, very many worse years than this. Yeah, I think so. I don't, this has not been Corrie's worst year. It's obviously got things that need fixing and some things that I'd like to be fixed, but I, do, I don't know how they can. The block storytelling, they can't fix that, I don't think. Well, I mean, I, I, whoever comes in as a it new producer, if they so can do that, brilliant. Um, what t- they... It would just take, I think, a mammoth effort and more time than anyone has to be able to solve that problem because it's an issue of space and time Mm. and um, manpower as much as anything else. The community feel, or the lack of community feel, I think that they probably could go some way to addressing because I hear that that was a big problem with EastEnders before Chris Clenshaw came in and, and he's done a lot to draw the cast together tell you one thing that they can absolutely fix this this editing it's feeling like a, a more and more regular occurrence to have wibbly wobbly camera angles and silly sound effects and blurry this and flashbacks and though some of them have been effective on the whole they just leave me cold and i i, I think ian mcleod must just love them but i i say it it doesn't work in Coronation Street and the more you try and put it into the show, the less impact it's going to have. Spare it for when it's going to work, you know? Um, Positive stuff. Let's go back onto the positives. This year has been a big year, as much as it can be, for Ryan Evelyn, hasn't it? I would say they've been fairly major players this year, surprisingly so for for characters and actors who are of a certain age. Um, (laughs) I love Evelyn. We've seen her with with the Hope stuff. We've seen all the the doggy storylines. Cassie, although Maureen Littman did take a bit of time out in the middle of the year, it felt like she's been a real big presence in the show in, in 2023. And we've been talking about, should her and Roy be a couple? I've loved it. Um, Cerberus's death. Brilliant scene this year. Really good. Very affecting. Again, but you see what I mean about about not needing to be bombastic. Cerberus didn't get exploded. He didn't have. <laughs> he wasn't held hostage. Nobody had a gun to his head. Yeah, he, he ate an Eccles cake, not a hand grenade. Yeah, he ate a raisin and died. 
that's what I want. I want consequences for your actions. I want people to be punished for doing things Breaking wrong. Breaking other people's raisins. Mm. Stealing is what it was. <laughs> the, the, even the puppy farm story, I've I've kind of enjoyed, and it's oh, felt no, you've you've not loved that as much. I've quite enjoyed it. Um, it's been fairly low key. It's dropped off a little bit, but I don't think we've seen the end of it. Um, I liked I liked hopes hope like you said about um. John's voice being heard. It was really nice to get a bit of a blast from the past, but from a different perspective, because Hope exploring like her her father's legacy and like saying, I you know I know that he did this and that that's wrong, but he was my dad and I want to know more about him. And Fizz struggling to think of something to say about there him. There was a that really was, that was really there good. was a really sweet scene towards the beginning of the year with Fizz and Hope on the dining table at number nine and Hope, I can't, Hope Fizz kind of saying, I, I did it, he was a good man. Jenny McAlpine's performance there, she was desperately reaching in her mind to say something to her daughter to give her some comfort about her father not being a, a, a terrible person mm. through and through. I thought that was so good and it, it it's the kind of silly thing where... Yes, the situation is not analogous to almost anybody, <laughs> but there are loads of people who could probably empathise with, my partner was terrible to me, but my children, that's still their parent, and they're asking me about them, and I've now got to put myself in the situation of taking myself out of the equation, but still giving them something yeah. that they can hold on to yeah. and that was like that was that was very down to earth in in a really really fantastical soapy way wasn't it mm. I, d- I do so wonder what how the story would have played out differently had jenny not had another baby if she just stayed in the show mm. what would have been different how would she have, reacted have been to another Cassie? person that wasn't around i i <laughs> i hope she's back soon that the the, the hope story also had the I think quite high. it's a big shock at the time when um, when Beth slapped her. I mean, no, she wouldn't slap her, but she actually did. It unfortunately, left to the again, who cares? Story of Beth and Kirk splitting up, which was kind of yeah, a bit of a scrub. But mm. again, this this should have really got tongues wagging. This could have been something that was a water cooler moment for people, and it felt like again got lost in the shuffle because it's about it's about child abuse, it's about physical punishment. And, you know, we spoke about it on the podcast. There are people of our generation, you know, I'd say 40-year-olds and above, mm. come from generations where we would, we maybe we weren't hit, but our friends were hit, or it was part of the culture. You get clipped around the ear, you get smack on the legs. If you do something wrong, you know, you, yeah. you get put in line physically by your parents. Then you have people these days who would, you know, you're not allowed to do that with your children. Like legally, you're not, you're not allowed to. Mm. And no one's gonna, no one's gonna say, oh yeah, I think we should all go back to beating children. But well, yeah, people do say that. But that that never got nobody spoke about that. Nobody was not really. Was it because people were scared of saying, I don't think it's that bad. If your kid's gonna stick their hand in a fire, you smack their hand away. I think it was just the fact that Beth supposedly we didn't see it happen. Obviously, that slapped her around the face. Yeah, that's and I don't not, think that's slapping a, a child around the face as a chastisement has ever really been. Um, Okay. It's not popular, is it? No. No, but as I say, but that, no, that no, split but, with her and Kurt, What was cor- the point? Corporal punishment has definitely been a talking point in this, in this country, especially when they banned it. Mm. 
not not a peep really coronation street wasn't advocating to bring it back but there are certainly people who i'm sure sympathized with with beth yeah i I think so i think so because what did she do she did something to peanut yes um she she made out that peanut had oh yeah bit her bitten her to try and get her put down yeah and that's actually awful because she thought that peanut had eaten her chinchilla (laughs) Priscilla the chinchilla at the beginning of the year all this time ago yeah there's been a bit of a doggy year on curry hasn't there well not that chinchilla was a dog sorry a bit of an animal year we had we had chinchilla we had freddy the new dog we got cerberus put to sleep we got the puppy farm story yeah We've been um, clamouring for more pets. Yeah, no, no, we go. Still no cats. Coronation thing. Street. Come on, come on. <laughs> um, we had. What else we had this year? Nina and Asha has been Arabella Weir. Oh, there we go. You've remembered. Yvette. That was a vet, was it? Yeah. Oh, nice. It okay. just suddenly popped in my head. Good she, job. she was great. She I was. She her. was very good. Nina and Asha have been doing little bits. Um, nobody's been that thrilled by this story. Yet another like final quarter post Stephen story. Feels a bit, a little bit filler. Um, you've had uh, the Todd and George story was okay in the middle of the year, wasn't it? Lurch, who can forget him? Oh, bring him for back. what the two episodes that he was in I it, he was great. Back. I think he would be so much, so funny as a as a third wheel in that in the. Um, yeah, I I I really wish. Undertaker. Yeah, I, I, I really want Todd to have a proper story this year. I'm, I'm, you know, again, not doing a prediction, but Moses has been an interesting addition to the cast. Again, he strikes me as a character that's just been brought in for a story and then he's going to be shipped off, shipped off again. But watch this space there, I suppose. We've got Joseph's illness story, which still isn't resolved. Um, had a few bits with a little big shot. I, I wish Glenda had been used a little bit more because 2023 was the year that saw Shanique Sterling Brown's character DG thrust into the top 10 of appearances. But Glenda, it still feels like we're waiting for that. Yeah. That big moment. Glenda still feels like um, maybe she's a part time character. Yeah, she does. Um, and I, I don't know what Jodie's getting up to when she's not being Glenda. I know she's. You know, she's done a little bit of Oliver on stage, hasn't she? Yeah, I mean, um, we've spoken before in, about contracts of people um, and, and suggested that it can be quite difficult to get some of the talent that they should be after on Corey because they tie them into very strict contracts, as far as I'm aware. But what they're doing with, like, Claire Sweeney and um, Maureen Lippman and maybe um, Jodie Prenger is maybe they get more freedom. Mm. Maybe that's attracting a different kind of talent to the show, because it's very hard when when you're when you're tied into a contract where you can't do anything else, but you're also being called in like what once a month, twice a month. Maybe you have a big story, you're there every day for you know a few weeks, and then you're not doing anything for for weeks on end. You especially for some people, you're missing out on a massive chunks of your career. Yeah. And especially for women, it can be very hard because there are certain times of your career when you're a bit more lucrative and in demand than others, mm. you know? So maybe that's what they're doing with some, some people, giving them a bit more freedom. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the drawback of that is that you don't get to see as much of them as you might have done. But equally, there are people that I know aren't being aren't being given more freedom who I haven't seen hide or bloody hair of. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, we've said Toya, we've seen very little of. Abby has still been criminally underused. 
even Sally, we're not seeing as much of her as I would think that we should. Like, Sally is such a tentpole character in Coronation Street. What really has she done this year? Gary and Maria, we've not seen much. Stephen Tracy, there's clearly stuff brewing for them. Eileen's had very few... I was looking at the character appearance list. Eileen's only had, what, maybe five more episodes that she's appeared in than... D.S. Swain this year. <laughs> Can you believe that? Say that again. Eileen has had like five more episodes than Swain this year. Get that What's woman going in on? contract. What's going on? Well, I would, I would like to go back to the days of there being a bit more variety in terms of CID officers that appeared. Bring back Abney, McKinnon. I don't mind bring them it. back all. I like Swain, but you know what? This does make me think that maybe they could have got Elaine to be Swain. Hmm? They sound the same. Could, could Elaine not have just been a police officer? Eileen, could she not have been a police officer and done all of Swain's parts? It's sarcastic blonde. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. He doesn't take any crap from anybody. Yeah. So that's, I think that's kind of it for Karen. I, I want to talk a little bit about 2023 for the podcast in a minute. You can switch off, you're not interested in that. But um, I, I think we need can to I? give. No, you can't switch oh, off. Okay. Um, I want to give us a, a score for the year. I can't remember whether we usually do oh, this no, or not. Do we? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a fairly easy score for me because I think this is by far the score that I've given it the most. But I'm going to give it um, three and a half. But I don't know what I'm going to give it three and a half of because I've only just thought that we would do this. Um, Three and a half people uh, with mysterious illnesses. Three and a half. Like Joseph. (laughs) I'm going to give it um, three and a half um, storytelling blocks out of five (laughs) to Uh... comment on the production side of things. Uh, And you? (sighs) Man. Can we like anything you like? What's been big in 2023 in Coronation Street? Yeah, but you don't know what my score is. No, I don't. I feel I feel quite down. It's all right. You can give, you can I'm going to give it three. That's fine. Underused characters. Underused <laughs> characters. Okay. Or on the positive side, the things about we really liked about it, I'm going to give it three and a half. Um triumphant reopenings of the rovers out of five i'm gonna give it three murder victims because <laughs> there should have been five um right that is it for 2023 on coronation street we will do our predictions and hopes and, and everything it, we couldn't do it today could we our, our work schedules well, it's an hour happened. and a half long yeah that's, that's we, did, long. we did longer last year our work schedules haven't allowed us for us to do that but we will we'll, we'll, it's gonna have to be next week but um 2023 for the podcast good year we managed to go up to manchester what four times this year i think we did we... spend a lot of money going to manchester we did. a lot of thank time thank you patreons thank you everybody who supports us on patreon we really appreciated it we've donated our um, patreon money um now to the um the MSD association money. so thank yeah. you for your support uh, but yeah i i thought it was great that we were able to get that i love that they opened up the coronation street experience we did a lot of the stuff tour. with the tour people didn't we yeah yeah um not as much as we would like to have done or could have done no no but it was nice that we were able to do a few things with them kind of springtime to go to see the safe awards at, at Perhaps the last ever. Perhaps the last ever soap awards. That was great. It was lovely that we got some more interviews. I was. I remember when we did the 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 twenty twenty three so far podcast back at the end of June or early July. I don't remember. And I was thinking, oh, I haven't had many interviews this year because we had uh, Michael Condren who played Griff. We had Rinta Morgan in the first half of the year. But around the summer when we got Dan Brocklebank on the show, we got Jodie Prenger. 
Um, Todd Boyce came on. Yes. Obviously, George Banks. We even got a return for Charlie DeMello at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, we to did. Talk about Doctor Who. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm really pleased with how that went. And um, so the, the podcast still going strength to strength. I love how we do the street talk shorts. They just, they just add a little extra, um, but it's helped our YouTube channel grow, which was one of my aims for 2023. I think you did a really on the good podcast. job on that. Yeah. It's still, you know, when you look at some of the other soap specific youtube channels that are out there mostly ones that do the spoilers or just you know video content we're still such more fry but it was well, we nice know exactly that, what it is that we would have to do and uh yeah that not, kind of goes against the core values of the podcast at the moment um, not in the moment um but yeah i i you know we, we've seen some steady growth we were able to start monetizing the podcast on youtube and, and getting little getting a few pennies there so that's been lovely we, we did a few more actual video episodes on youtube like the um the the behind the scenes stuff we did the changing sets of the rovers return which i'm really proud of yeah um the awards show that we did there is some great content on the youtube channel it's the same as curry it's just swallowed up by a load of old other crap yeah that's true we we upload i'm not gonna deny it there's a lot of crap on there yeah but you know like through it and you'll get some good stuff honestly it's not even a video (laughs) um what else has been good with the podcast this year we we got our new patreon gear for the year our our tote bags where are our tote bags i've got to think of something for 2024 i know any suggestions um we did some more of the ai stuff and i know some people are sick of that already but you know gotta gotta jump on it jump on the ai bandwagon yeah um bandwagoning for ever that's what I say that's what Gemma says um, I say it all the time so I, yeah I, I'm really pleased with how, how 2023 went with, with the podcast I'm still still very much enjoying it my target for the year was somewhat achieved I think I've um, resigned myself to the fact that we're not going to be in the, the tens or the hundreds of thousands of subscribers on YouTube but we're doing alright we're doing okay if you want to get loads of views you've got to steal content and we're not allowed to do that we are not allowed to steal content and put it up there no which some of, the, you know, some of those other channels do um, we, we still haven't embraced TikTok have we maybe that's the next I'm waiting step for the, no I'm waiting for the next big thing well threads that's the next big thing no it isn't Dan Brocklebank joined Threads just the other day I saw. I know he did. I think it automatically follows you if you follow them on Instagram. Oh. Don't think he was really thinking of us. Um, oh, I thought that was a bit strange. I'll, I'll leave TikTok to uh, to you because I no, think I'm, I like I'm at full capacity of things that I can do for the podcast at the moment. Have you got any, uh, have you got any ambition for this I don't year? know whether I do. But you then I say that at the beginning. I don't. I don't. Quite you often do. at the beginning of the year, I'm like, "What? What's going to be the big thing for the podcast this year?" These street talk shorts that we did, where at the end of every episode we talk for sixty seconds about what we thought about it. That was that was not even a twinkle in my brain at the very beginning of January. Do you get a lot of twinkle brains. A little bit. Um, but then no, it, it, I don't remember when we started it. It was, wasn't too uh, long into the year, and 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 that's been great. So you never know the the next big idea could be around the corner. But if I do come up with listeners, you need to promise me something here. If I come up with something new for the podcast to do, and you think how on earth, how on earth did they have time to do that and still have a life? Where do, tell me to stop. Don't. Just, you you said you your it wasn't it isn't your um, resolution to rein me in on ways to expand the I've podcast. I tried. <laughs> I tried to explain it to you as well from a l- logical perspective. I know, I know. I just I just want to give it my all. 
Um, I know, but I feel like you're not focusing. Not focusing on something. That's, I should that be. should that could get more. <laughs> I know. Results, but we've had this conversation. Yes, please, listeners, do tell me if like, you think that I'm working too hard and you're worried. Everybody about does. Me. <laughs> everybody thinks this about you. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm still enjoying doing it. I think the podcast is great. I'm happy. Um, always stuff to talk about you know maybe we've moaned more in the last couple of years than we had um back in the height of the kate oates days when we were on the edge of our seats to find out what pat feeler was going to be up to next but you know not run out of stuff to talk about next i'm sure that 2024 is going to be just a good year for the podcast as well i think we're done you're, you're just scrolling through twitter on your phone now and that's your way of telling me shut up michael we haven't even watched tonight's coronation street yet we need to do that before we go to bed because of the strange schedule this week. It's, it's very late now. Would you like to say anything, Jamie? Can you uh, just quick summary? So you're not just saying bye. This is I and final chance. Street, there were some really great b- bits. Of 2023. I think that 2024 is your year, baby. <laughs> okay, so alright. We've we've talked about some of the ways that we would like to see it improved for what our what our opinions are worth, which is absolutely nothing. Yeah, again, I'm not but we're not professionals, we're just people that like the show. We say Everybody, they should do this and they say no we can't. There's no do such that. thing as a as a consensus about any any of this stuff. No, there's no two people who watch Curry that think exactly the same about it, so um it's all just opinions but we're happy to share them with you if you're happy to listen and yeah. if you've got any to share with us write in conversationstreet at gmail.com really be interested to hear what you thought about this year what would you score it if you could give it a mark out of five yeah, give it a mark out of and, five and um, we'll see you at the weekend for our usual episode we will until then goodbye the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com podcast themes.com